The U.S. stock market indexes got to some new highs and crossed over a couple of milestones recently. But for those of you who have no idea how the stock market works and you've been too afraid to ask, fear not. CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger joins us right now with a full lowdown on how the stock market works to the best of your ability. Jill, good morning. <laughs> good morning. It's not the stock market, so per se, but it's these indexes that are meant to give you a little bit of a snapshot of what's going on in the markets. Because, you know, you hear me talk about this on, you know, on our hourlies and, you know, we'll say, I'll say things like the Dow made a new high or the S&P 500 crossed a milestone, went above 5,000 for the first time ever. And I think a lot of people hear that, but they don't really understand what that means. And so to give you a little bit of a peeling back of the onion, let me start by telling you that the Dow Jones Industrial Average is the the oldest of the uh, market indexes. It, it came out in 1896. So it had it was filled with like railroad stocks. And it was supposed to be a way for uh, in, not just investors, but the public to track how is the overall market doing. And, you know, interestingly, it started out with just 12 companies. Now it's 30 companies. And, in fact, this morning we have a new company in in the Dow. It's Amazon, which is replacing the uh, big uh, drugstore chain, Walgreens Boots. So, I mean, the Dow has two big problems. One is it's only 30 companies. And the second is the way it's calculated is kind of weird. It's just calculated based on the price of a stock. But the price of a stock is kind of only half of the information. Because the price of the stock kind of doesn't mean anything unless you know how many shares of the stock are outstanding in the universe. So the Dow is considered to be like a historic average, but it's meaningless in a lot of ways. It doesn't really cover enough. To, to find a better index, the Standard & Poor's 500 index, that's the one that was introduced in the 1950s. And so instead of 30 companies, we have 500 U.S.-based companies. That covers about 80% of the overall market. And instead of basing it on the price of the components of that index, it's based on the market capitalization of those companies, meaning the price times the number of shares outstanding. That's why the S&P 500 is sort of the the more um, industry-friendly and better way to track what's going on in the marketplace. Interesting. So why are we still using the Dow Jones if that's the more accurate one, These, I suppose? I, honestly, I think it's just because of history. You know, more people grew up, let's say if you're over the age of 50, more people are familiar with this thing called the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Maybe it's just, you know, because of sort of posterity. But it is not really relevant. And in fact, I would say that even today, we have another index, the NASDAQ Composite, which has a ton of your companies in the Pacific Northwest, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, That was an index that was introduced in 1971. It was an electronic stock trading platform. It was the first ever kind of meant to replace and eventually did replace physical trading floors. And that had a lot of companies that were probably too small to really qualify to get into the New York Stock Exchange, and also a lot of technology companies. So when you hear people talk about the NASDAQ, they'll often say the tech-heavy NASDAQ, which is a nice way of saying that about a little more than half of that index is actually technology stocks. And so in some respects, I'd have to say that that's a more meaningful index today than the Dow. 
Interesting. Yeah. And especially because we we were seeing more and more uh, tech based companies and their, you know, their rises and their falls over the past couple of years. It also includes something that you mentioned here called the Magnificent Seven, the Mag Seven. Is that part of the NASDAQ or do they kind of uh, they're spread out across the three? There we go. Well, you know, a lot of there is overlap among the three. There can be companies like, uh, you know, where I just said Amazon is included in the Dow. Well, da- Amazon is now in the NASDAQ composite, the S&P 500, and the Dow. So there is some overlap. The Magnificent Seven is a kind of a funny term. It is um, a way to describe what really powered so much of the stock market's rise in 2023. These seven companies that just soared in 2023. And those seven include Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft, Meta, Tesla, and NVIDIA. And you may have heard more about NVIDIA recently, but NVIDIA has become this poster child for kind of what's going on in the market, meaning that right now there is so much attention on NVIDIA because this is the company that essentially creates the chips that are necessary for artificial intelligence. And since that is what is being pulled said to be like the transformative technology of our time, if you're the company that makes the chips that power the AI boom, you're going to make a lot of money. And NVIDIA has been killing it lately. But together, the MAG-7, they're the companies that have really um, been able to shine. Not each one of them specifically. Tesla of late has been under some pressure. But if you look at these companies together, they had an average return last year of 111%. That's incredible, right? Compare that to the 24% return for the S&P 500. That said, it's really like those seven in advance. So the good news is if you own the S&P 500 index fund in your retirement account, you own them. Fascinating. CBS Business. The next one. Oops. There, there you are, CBS Business Analyst Jill Schlesinger with the lowdown on stock market indexes. Jill, thank you so much. Take care.